you know, we technically could call this a grab bag. We could technically call it a grab bag. But I don't think that's going to fit all in the title. I don't even think all these titles are going to fit in the title (laughs) (laughs) when I go to write this out. So this may just be called a grab bag. Whoops. Um, Anime grab bag. The anime grab bag. I got to talk into the microphone, not away from it. Also known as Al kept getting recommendations on Netflix and Verve and she just kept going with it. I mean, if you 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 keep going down that route on on Netflix, it's it's gonna lead you into watching Evangelion, and no one wants you to watch that. It was recommended, and I'm like, nope. Oh, I'm sorry. Skip. I'm sorry. I mean, of course it would recommend it to me. Yeah, of course. And I've watched it before, but like, no, thank you. But it's the greatest show ever. Is it? Yeah. Uh, hello, welcome to this week's episode <laughs> of the Season <laughs> Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about anime, manga, video games. I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Alley and Ladium. Hello. <laughs> as we now have everyone just getting mad at us and yelling at us on the internet. Hey, I mean, if they didn't yell at us about Fire Emblem, they're... why would they yell at us about Evangelion? <laughs> I'm actually very shocked that like we had no negative response to our Fire Emblem podcast. It's because no one listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Possibly. <laughs> they're like, oh man, we saw you talking sh- on Twitter. We're not going to listen to this. <laughs> F you. Get out of here. Uh, yeah, you watched, You just randomly binge watched like three series in like <laughs> five days. Yeah. Because that's, that, that's how you work. Uh, but it's funny because I don't usually do that kind of stuff. Right. You were just like, hey, I watched this, an anime. I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> and then, hey, I watched another anime. Oh, okay. <laughs> I right. watched another anime. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> usually I have a very hard time but again this fits my like what is the right word I'm looking for your 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 mode mode of operandus yeah that they're all short they're one season and they're less than 15 episodes that's true so that that fits with my uh my my typical anime watching unless it's for like Jared and I'll watch yeah, what a great podcast you can find on SeasonLimitCheckup.com, Jared's Now Watch, or on iTunes and Google Play. Nice. But, you know, before we get into all that, we gotta, we gotta, hang on, I got, oh man. Alright, there's one, there's two, gotta dig in there deep, three, alright, oh this last one's big, this last one's big. <laughs> alright, there's there we go, all four. All four out of the grab bag. Nice. Uh, <sighs> the last one, though, is a lot. Whew, I need to take a drink of water after that. It's basically like Moby Dick. Yeah, exactly. Oof. Big book. Big. Well, I meant the actual whale itself. Big whale. <laughs> but I mean, also big book. That's what I thought you were going with. No, but... <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Al watched a bunch of anime, and you have a... We, there's Okay, there's a, there's, there's a multiple multiple layers here. Mm-hmm. You watched a bunch of anime, so I was like, hey, you should probably, we should probably talk about that. Yeah. And also, you have a weird schedule coming up, so yes. it's just an easy uh, easy podcast that we can do. Yeah, I have a very easy weird peasy. schedule coming up. Yeah, so uh, let's talk about some anime. We haven't done that in a while on here. We have not. Um, well, 
since I decided that I was gonna binge watch several series, I guess that's what we get now. You were just like you were you were waiting. You had to you know you had to take time off and uh, refuel the anime coffers and just go all in on three different series at once. <laughs> Yay! When was the last time we wa- we talked about an actual series, not a, not, not a movie? Uh, okay, I guess the JoJo episode that was like two months ago. <laughs> wow. Well, we're not talking about JoJo today. We're not talking about JoJo today. Uh, so I guess I'll go ahead and start. Um, that is what we decided on before we started recording. Yeah, I know. I, I was just trying to figure out like where I should start. <laughs> right. Um, I think I wanted to start with Anahana. Yeah, I figured you were just gonna go in order of uh, how you watched them. That's just that's just what I thought. Actually, yeah, that makes sense. I'll do that. Yeah. Um, so the first one that I watched is Anohana, the flower we saw that day is the mm-hmm. subtitle. Um, um, can I, can I briefly mention that this is the only thing I'm going to be able to, to really talk about with this? Um, cause I have not watched this. Um, the only thing I know about it is that like, I've seen a pop up here and there in anime circles. Uh, I've covered it in my giant project that I'm doing still. Um, and also it was written by, uh, Marty Okada, who's done quite a few different, uh, anime that I've watched. Like such as uh, Toradora, uh, the second season of Darker Than Black. Um, what else? She she did the series composition on an anime that's that's roughly based off of The Tempest. Nice. Yeah. Why haven't we uh, watched that? That's a I I have it in my queue on Crunchyroll. I just have not got into it. Man. Quite yet. Uh, and she also did uh Mobile Suit Gundam Iron Brother Orphans, which was a series that started off really good and then just completely spiraled out of control <laughs> by getting real bad. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, she is very famed in being a a a writer for for anime, and also like I said, done a, quite a few things that I've been into. So that was a key name that I saw pop up when I looked into this. I was like, oh, I, I know this person. Nice. Or she she wrote the uh, she wrote the novel of it. That, that's the key thing here, and then wrote the the anime series. Ah, um, uh, so there you go background information i get to contribute (laughs) you will also contribute on more than that i'm sure you will (laughs) um yeah so i had no idea what i was getting into honestly Mm -hmm. netflix was like hey you should watch this and i forgot why i was even on netflix like most people well yeah but like i don't usually go on netflix but I was on Netflix, and there was something that I was doing. You were watching, um, was that what that the, the, the one show you were watching was on, or was that on Verve? The one show I was watching. The one that has, like, the Dragon Ball. And it was real, it was oh, the, the, the K-drama show. Yes, Abyss. That's what happened, is that I, I finished watching Abyss, and then this one popped up, and it said, you should watch this now. Because, <laughs> Sure. And I was like, okay, sure, it looks cute, I'll watch that. And then, like, I got into the first episode... And um, you start off with this this character named Jean Tan. Jean Ta is his real name, but they call him Jean Tan. Um, and he's kind of like this like messy haired teenage boy. And your introduction. <laughs> well, your introduction to him is like he's in his house playing video games and like some high schoolers walk by and they're talking about like boning and he essentially yells about like oh man you you 
perverts with your sex drives. I wish you would all die. Um, also, just he has his hair like in a straight up ponytail on top of his head, which is hilarious. Uh, so I was like, all right, um, I guess that's an introduction to a protagonist. So I wasn't into it yet because um, he seemed just grumpy. And then this girl shows up in like a white dress and is begging for ramen. And he's saying, no, you know, I'm making my own ramen. And he keeps saying that like his grief shows its way and uh, it shows its face in very weird ways. And I'm like, hmm, that's an odd thing to say while you're making ramen. Uh, and she keeps just like screeching at him that she wants her eggs scrambled and he doesn't do that. And um, then his dad comes in. His dad is like the happiest man ever. And he calls <laughs> everything cute. Everything is cute. Um, if it's not cute, then he sounds dejected. He's like, well, that's not cute. Um, which is amazing. I love his dad. And so he also asked for some ramen. And uh, Jintan's like, okay, sure. I will make you some ramen. She's like, why? Um, so... They have their two bowls of ramen. They sit at their table. And um, girl in the white dress, like, sits on his lap, which anime. Yeah. Um, so he kind of, like, passes out. And his dad's like, um, are you okay? Is there is everything fine? Why did you just pass out? Um, and then you realize that, like, he can't see her. Like, the dad can't see her. And that she's just kind of like there and communicating with Jintan, but like she's not really there. Um, and so he keeps saying, you know, it, it's like my summer ghost or whatever. And then it turns out that she's dead. And she, she's kind of like haunting this kid. <laughs> it's like, oh, spooky. I guess. All right. Um, so once all of that is figured out, like, let's see where, where we are here. I, have, I, I need to actually, like, look at what I'm supposed to be talking about as opposed to going off memory. Can I do an interjection while you, you try and find that? Yeah. Um, so there is a, there's a live action uh, television series mm -hmm. for this, this show. Um, the, the actress who plays the, the lead girl. Minma. Minma. Uh, she is also in the live-action film of Ace Attorney. She plays a young Mia Fey. And then she's also in uh, Let Me Eat Your Pancreas, which we still oh. have to watch at some point. Wow. Interesting. So there you go. There's there's more interjections of facts with Jared. Cool. Well, um... Back to the studio. Back to the studio, yes. So Minma <laughs> decides that, like... Oh, hey, she's dead, but she has a wish that she needs to fulfill and that he has to help her fulfill this wish so that she can move on. And while all this is going on, um, this girl named uh, Anjo shows up and is dropping off some homework. And uh, Minma is calling her Anaru, and Jintan's like, no, do not call her that. She's not that anymore. She's like, what do you mean? She's not that anymore. Um, and this is where you find out that he's become like Hikamori. He just doesn't leave his house ever. Mm -hmm. Um, he he doesn't go to school. He he doesn't 
ever do anything really. Uh, so it's interesting that his dad is so cheery when his son is like that. But he later on um, explains it, and I will talk about that, hopefully, if I remember. <laughs> um, so Minma is not understanding why they're not all friends still and is upset. Um, and Jinta goes and talks to... Um, Anaru and they run into some of their other friends who are in like the the fancy high school in the area that it's like the um like the prep school for college I forget what they're called in Japan cram school cram school like that's what they're called it's a, they're like this the school is specifically like a track to go to this one particular college oh, cram schools are usually the thing you go to after school yeah that's probably just smart person school <laughs> yeah it's it's like the prestigious school in the area yeah, that like that's is probably the, the way to go with it kind of like guaranteed that you get into college if you go to that one right um and jintan says minima's name and gets a really bad reaction from everybody and so you know he has just left his house for the first time in a long time and freaks out because everybody's mad at him so he just runs off um so he starts thinking about the past and what happened and they were all friends together and they formed a group called the super peace busters and they would hang out all the time at this like little clubhouse type thing and um it shows this flashback where anjo asks or anaru whichever you want to call her uh, she asks, like, hey, Jintan, do you like Minma? And his response is something to the effect of, like, well, who could like that ugly good? And then she just smiles at him and runs off. Um, so everybody chases after her. Something else happens, but it's not clarified. Um Jintan feels like he needs to go apologize because he feels like he should not have said that. Um, but she died. Um, what? It is implied that what happened is she was running and she slipped and fell into the river and drowned. Like when she was running away from them. Because you keep seeing like a cliff and then a shot of like her shoe just floating in the water. Mm-hmm. But like it's never actually clarified what what happened, but I assume that's what happened. Um, so that's like our first gist of like, oh yeah, she she's really dead. She's been dead a long time. Um, and she decides Minma as her ghost form goes to her family's house to see how they're doing. Um, her little brother has gotten bigger, um, obviously. Um, but nobody really pays attention to him in the house and her mom just sits at the little like shrine area that they have for her and prays constantly and the dad is just kind of like there. And so she's like, oh, oh, okay, I guess this is what's happening. So, um, Jintan's like looking around because he gets home and realizes that Minma's gone, ghost Minma. 
So he decides like, oh, you know, maybe she's back at the fort. That's the one place that I think she would go. So he runs back there. And then the last of their friends is there. His name is uh, Popo. And Popo has become a very large man, but also just lives in the secret fort now. (laughs) There is a weird gag that's explained a little bit in the next episode, which I'm going to bleed into. Here's the next episode now. Um, That Popo is like, yeah, so I dropped out of high school. Uh, It wasn't really for me. And I've just been doing a lot of traveling. And he's got like this map on his wall of like all the places pinned where he's been. And he's just been living in the secret fort like anytime that he's like in the area. And also like really obsessed with like Southeast Asian women. And I'm, I'm guessing he means like maybe Thai. He keeps saying Southeast Asian. I guess that would be it. I took a look at a map. Yeah. Uh, well, because I know that a lot of people call like Japan Southeast Asia, but like I right. would consider more like like I would say Thai is probably the best that it like the best guess on what it is. But he anyway, he has an obsession. He also has a ton of porn. Um, so he actually believes Jean Tan about the whole thing. He's like, okay, cool. She's here. Where is she right now? Why can't I see her? Um, and then like tries to talk to um Minma and all that, but he he can't interact with her. And um so they all are really starting to like communicate with each other again and um, figure out like how to navigate each other. So one of the first things that happens besides like, like I said, Popo just believes it instantly. He's like, cool. Yeah. We're buds again. What up? How you doing? Um, And so the first person that they go after to try and like get the group back together and figure out what this wish is, is Anaru. And, um, she has been blaming herself this whole time because she was the one who asked like, Hey, do you like her? So she felt like she kind of set everything into motion. Um, and so they're trying to figure out like, what could this wish be? And they're thinking, Oh, Hey, you know, maybe there's that rare Nokimon that she really, really wanted. Maybe we could get the Nokimon, you know, who would have that on And she works at like a used game store anyway, but she has, um, she also has the game. So they like connect together and they end up getting the, the, the Nokimon, but it is not the wish. Um, but it ends up making them a bit closer together. Um, and Otteru is asking like, Hey, you know, Maybe you could come back to school. That'd be cool. And he's like, eh, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> eh. Um, but it really solidifies like Jean Time wants to apologize to Minma about what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess to kind of like truncate a lot of what happens next, it's very, very weird. Um, is that they decide that they're going to have like a a party. Um, to try and like get Minma to show up because um, 
Popo saw Minma walking around and Jita's like, that's weird. Um, she said she wasn't there that night. That's okay. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll look for her. That's fine. So they just have this, this party. <laughs> um, also, there's this weird part where like Jintan decides he's going to go back to school. And he like says hi to Anaru and she's excited because he's there. And then her friends are like, why is this loser here? And he's like, fine, I didn't want to go to school anyway. Turns around, <laughs> just goes back Gotta home. Gotta go. <laughs> and she's like, oh, you guys. <laughs> so that was kind of sad. <laughs> I say as I laugh. <laughs> it was just very odd um, that, you know, she had tried so hard. And then he, he's like, oh, yep, never mind. This was a terrible idea. Uh, so, yes, they are going to have this party to try and find her. And, um, the, what's the dude's name? The dude that reminds me of <laughs> face. <laughs> what a, what a comparison. <laughs> yeah. Um, blah, 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 blah. Yukiatsu is his name. Yukiatsu. So, um. Yukiyasu is like, hey, you know, I saw Minma too. She was over by the river. And so everybody runs over there. They're trying to find her. And like, she's not here. What are you talking about? And um, the the girl who always hangs out with Yukiyasu is, um, I, I will never say her name right. Saruko? Sarumi? I don't know. Hang on. Um, I'm going to look this which 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 character is this? Uh Chiriko is her first name. Uh Suruko. Suruko. Suruko? Suruko. Um, basically she like calls the bluff and she's like, I know who this Menma is. This is a fake Menma. What what's the outfit like? And like, yeah, it's a white dress and a blue ribbon and like the wig well, it is a wig, but then the hair. And she's like, Yeah. So that's that's not her and they end up giving chase and he ends up tripping and it is um it is uh freaking yukiatsu and his wig falls off and he starts crying and he's in this dress and apparently he's just really really upset that minma showed up and talked to jintan and not him um also he's been keeping this like dress in his closet for uh, like a couple weeks now and just sniffing it that's that's weird yeah he also sniffs the wig and i'm like buddy it's gonna smell like you because you've been wearing it um but it's very very creepy and odd and um so he also blames himself for her death um surprise surprise because in the whole event of things there that like she says do you do you like her he says who could like an ugly person like that she runs off um yukiatsu like follows and essentially is like hey he doesn't like you but i do here's this hair brett i hope that you like it and she's like oh cool <laughs> um and so, like, does not return 
the the feelings there so he feels like he's to blame because he decided to confess and it didn't go very well um so yeah he he got he got rejected and um they're just kind of dealing with their emotions i guess is a good way to put it <laughs> um during all this um Yigiatsu decides that he's gonna not be a complete head um, because Anaru goes to like karaoke with a bunch of her like bratty friends and some boys. <sighs> yeah, and one of the guys is like, "Oh man, you know, I'm real tired. I'm gonna take Anaru back." And um, so they leave, and he's like dragging her to a love hotel, and she's like, "Um, no, 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 no. I'm not interested." And Yikes. He like keeps dragging her, and Yukiatsu is like, "Hey, Anaru, what up? Um, yeah, Jinsan's over here. Do you want to you want to come talk to us?" And like gets her away from that situation. Um, so like not as big of an as you could have been. It's true. Um, but then immediately asks her out. <laughs> and it's like, um, buddy, did you not just pay attention to what just happened? Um. But yeah, he he like takes her home and basically like confirms that she also has feelings for Jintan. Um so that's kind of a conflict and then uh he face decides face number two decides that um she just Minma couldn't get to heaven. So they really need to try very hard to get her wish fulfilled so she can go to heaven. Um, so they're trying to figure out, like, what could this wish be? And they go visit um, her mom, Minma's mom, who at first seems very nice, but then you realize, like, she is very angry at them because they're all alive and her daughter is not. Is not. Mm-hmm. Um, she also gives the diary to the kids, and so they start reading it, trying to figure out like what what the wish could have possibly been. Um, Minima also gets very mad um, because she's like, "Why did you visit my mom? Like, why did you have to bring this up to her again? Like, she didn't need that." And Jean-Tan's like, "Why don't you ever think about yourself?" Um, which is a very weird thing to say. But he's, he says it. Uh, right. So they decide that maybe the the wish was that she wanted to see this, like, big rocket firework thing. That she wanted to send a letter to God. <laughs> um, I wanted to see a big firework. Um, well, because Jintan's mother is dead. But at the time, she was just sick. And so she wanted to take this firework and put a letter on it to send to God to... Um, I don't think that's how that works. She was like six um, to try <laughs> and get... burn up. Try and get Jutan's mother to get better. Um, so they decide, okay, yes, this is what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to make that firework thing happen because that's clearly what she wanted. Um, turns out that they, they know some people who can do it, but they have to keep it a secret. Um, also it's going to take 200,000 yen. Cheap. It's only 2,000 bucks. 
Yeah. So um, two G's. Jintan and Popo and Anaru. Well, Anaru already had the job. Popo gets a job. Jintan starts doing construction at night. Um, and also working at the game store during the day. So his dad's like, "Hey, you're leaving the house. That's cute." Um, <laughs> so he's real excited and. I, I told you I'd bring it back up. There are these like nosy ladies who come to the door and talk to happy dad and like, Hey, so, um, do you know that your son's not attending school? Do you know that, you know, he's been leaving the house, but not going to school. And he's like, yeah, I know. I'm just letting him do what he needs to do. Like, it's fine. He's not, he's not into anything bad. He's, you know, just doing what he needs to do. And I was like, good for you man like he he's probably, a working man he probably should go to school but like i appreciate that you're being supportive yeah um so they they get some of the money up for the down payment to do the firework but guess what it's shut down <gasps> the guy who was going to build the fireworks like yeah so i was told that i'm not allowed to make this anymore um they're like so who who told you that and it's like oh it's this guy and they're like minma's dad ba, ba, ba. um so yeah it was all like apparently minma's dad never had an issue with it it was just the mom that had an issue with it right um and I'm trying to remember what exactly happens with this. Um, I know that Jintan gets kind of like sick, but he's mostly okay. Um, and everybody is thinking like, you know, if, if this firework works out, like Minma is going to disappear and what happens then? And Anaru is like, kind of hoping that if Minma goes away there, like her and Jintan might have a chance. Um, and we also find out that the, um, the other two, um, Mr. Wigman and the grumpy girl, like she has super big feelings for him, but he will never notice her because he's still stuck on Minma. Obviously he like, keeps a dress that she would wear in his closet and snips it every night. Um, also, something that she does that's probably not the nicest thing in the world to do is that at one point in school, these girls are like, oh man, you know, you're so cool and you're so smart and you're beautiful and all that. And she's like, yeah, it looks great in a dress too. <laughs> I was like, oh. Wow. <laughs> um, so that wasn't the nicest thing to do but that's that's what happens so um at one point jintan goes to his mom's grave with his dad and while he is gone uh everybody gets a phone call from his house and when he gets back to like why were you calling us? Why didn't you say anything? He's like, no, I was literally like at my, my mom's grave. Like guys, what up? And they're like, Minma. Minma. Um, so they all, they Ghost all, call. 
they all go to the secret base and they find out that Minma can write in her diary and like write new entries. And so that's how she starts like communicating with them. Um, they're all still kind of mad that like Jean Tan's the only one that can see her. Um, da -ba -da -ba -da, what else happens? Oh, um, <laughs> what? <laughs> da -da 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 -da. Um, Minma also sees like a fish in a river at one point. <laughs> Riveting. <laughs> well, <laughs> she, um, so she goes to investigate it and, um. Wow, it's a fish. <laughs> Who would have thought it was here in a and, river? And she's like, I want to go check out the fish. And G-Dad like loses his mind because he's like, you can't go in the water again. No. Um, so he he decides that he go, is going to go after the fish and also just yells out that like, oh, by the way, I don't want you to actually disappear. I want you to stay here forever. Whoops. Emotions. Um, so they start like making it a big deal for him. Like, hey, how do you actually feel about Minmo? What were you going to say that day? Like, what what do you... What do you think? And he's like, I, 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 um, also another thing that there's the fight between the girls because, um, like Jean Tan stuck on Minma, this other guy's stuck on Minma. If Minma goes away, you're the second choice for both of these. I'm never going to be the second choice, says smart girl. And so it becomes like this big, like grumpy thing, which is kind of weird. Um, so anyway, they get the fireworks set up and like, yay, this is going to be her wish. She's going to be, go be reincarnated after this. Yay. Um, and then as they're like, as the fireworks about to get lit, it's gonna get lit. Uh, Jean Tan <laughs> gets upset and he's like, "Oh no, I can't let her go! Oh no, oh no!" And he like tries to stop it, but um, it it launches and there is this beautiful firework, and everybody says that it looks like a flower, and that's why the subtitle is relevant. Um, fireworks aren't flowers. These people need to get glasses. Oh my god! Learn how to um, interpret things. So she's excited, like, yay, fireworks. And then, like, the next episode starts, and like, um, she's still here. Uh oh. Whoops. I guess this isn't the wish. Um, so yeah, there's been this whole, like, thing about what happened the day she died apparently it was like this giant conspiracy between all these like six-year-old children to try and figure out like who was in love with who um and conspiracy theorist. now like everybody regrets everything and everybody's crying and it's sad and i was crying with them because i always cry when somebody else cries <laughs> you are the sympathy crier i am such a sympathy crier um so they they decide okay we'll go to the base again and um jean tan starts noticing that like minma is becoming see-through and he's, he's like he's back to the featuring and he's like wait a minute 
what what is going on and um you get a flashback of minma with jean tan's mother when minma was a kid and it was when his mom was dying and she's like you know i i'm worried about him yeah he bottles up all of his emotions i, I don't i don't think that's good for him and so minma is like okay you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna help him learn how to cry and express his emotions <laughs> all right um so Jintan carries Minma to the base when he realizes she's like falling apart and um he can't see her anymore and everybody's freaking out because he's like yelling her name and then they decide that they're doing like hide and seek and while that's happening Minma is like disappearing but she writes some like final notes to everybody in her diary and then leaves them by a tree um Everybody is like super sad reading the notes. And then she just says like, hey, you found me. And then everybody can see her and hear her. And so everybody says bye. And then she disappears. <laughs> and Hello, everyone. Bye, everyone. Um, so Jintan starts going to school again um, with Anaru. Uh, the other two start getting closer together. Um, Popo is still working his job but he actually starts trying to study as well um and the anime ends because they go to the secret base and they see that there is a message that she wrote on the beam where they had written um their like super peace busters thing that basically says like super peace busters forever or whatever i don't remember what it actually says um but anyway that's how it ends Yay. Um, it was actually really good. Uh, I had moments that I was kind of like, all right, guys, really? Really? <laughs> um, and I was not expecting the wish to be that, like, he would cry. Mm -hmm. So the fact that he just, like, loses it at one point, she's like, oh, I'm disappearing. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> um, firework was pretty. Kaboom. Yeah, so overall, I liked it. Um, it does have a lot of, like, odd anime tropey things, like the nosebleeds. Right. Yeah. Um, but I actually, like, really, really understood and related to a lot of what Jintan was going through. Like, I've never had a friend die like that, but I can understand the whole emotion things. Like... Um, spoiler alert, I was told, um, on Monday by my therapist that I should let my emotions out and that I need to stop keeping everything in. <laughs> Yay! How relevant. Yeah, like, I, I, I tried to cry at one point and then I just, like, stopped myself. She's like, why won't you let yourself cry? I'm like, I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. So I, I get that. I get, I get Losing the floodgates. I get this issue. Like, I will cry when I see other people cry in anime or TV shows, but I cannot <laughs> cry myself. So I, I understood that feeling that he had. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was that was interesting that um, they had this character who I absolutely despised when they first introduced him because he seemed like a butthead. And then by the end of it, I was like, I get you. You're good. So he is overall a good boy. Um, and actually the character designs on this is 
really I really like the character designs. They're beautiful. Cool. Um, I like how different everybody looks. I know that, that sounds dumb, but literally everybody looks different. So there's that. Um, so that's that in a nutshell. Um, do you have yeah. any closing thoughts on this this anime? Well, we just learned, or you learned, that there is a uh, there's a sequel film. I want to watch it so bad. Um, which Wikipedia says that it is set during the summer break a year after the anime, and the surviving Super Peace Buzzers agree to each write a letter to Minma. I want to watch it. And then also there was a PSP game. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Um, which apparently it is. Um. I think it's kind of supposed to be based around just the anime story itself. Uh, the PSP game has has a branching story and multiple endings made just for the game. On top of the visual novel component, Anahana, the flower we saw that day, has a communication mini game where you can talk to a 3D model of Medma every day. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, apparently, there was work on it on a uh, English translation, mm-hmm. but as those usually go, it is dead. Yeah. Also, it was on the PSP, so... Well, there's been PSP visual novels that have gotten English translations. Like yeah, That's true. Like, I played the Toradora PSP visual novel because it got an English translation, so... Well, English uh, translation ROM hack, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, I want to watch the, the sequel movie, though. I'm really interested in that, but Netflix didn't have that. Jerks. Let me see if it is streaming anywhere. Um, oh, you can get it on Amazon Prime for $2. <laughs> I mean, I will do that. Oh, this Kotaku article is, is a great start. The Anohana movie is a decent epilogue, but a poor film. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so that's a... Uh, hmm. Yikes. Um, maybe I should just leave it as it is then. Uh, maybe? Hmm. Huh. What? It's on Crunchyroll. Is it? Oh, this is a, this is the drama. Ah. That's live action. Never mind. But I guess if you want to watch the live action, whatever, it's on Crunchyroll. Sure. Um, I don't think, I don't know, I can't find it, like, streaming in a service anywhere, but I guess Amazon has it if you want to buy it or rent it or whatever. I don't, like, again, I'm trying to find if this has an English dub. I'm loading up the, the Aniplex site for it. I don't know if it has an English dub. Mm. Mostly because things are Let me click this Amazon link. Maybe that'll maybe that'll tell me. Maybe. You can rent it for four dollars in HD. Okay. It is it is it's in Japanese with English subs. Okay. So I don't think they dubbed it. Okay. So there you go. Well, I don't know. We'll have to see if it's any good. Um Moving on. Let's move on. All right, I watched Violet Evergarden. The uh, the latest Kyoto Animation project. Well, not the not not the latest. Technically, because Sarune came out after this came out, so mm-hmm. the second latest. <laughs> um, well, this it is. Show, it showed sorry. up on Netflix after after I finished the other one. <laughs> Yeah, it came out on Netflix after it originally came out in Japan because it's one of those Netflix deals where they hold it until literally it, it's over in Japan then they put it out at, at another time because that's a 
smart strategy. Um, I think the one thing about this series is that like all of the trailers that people saw of it were like just blown away by how gorgeous it looked. Mm-hmm. And that was like the key thing of people like wanting to watch it and everything. Um, I think I watched like the first episode maybe. I don't even know if I finished it. Um, but then I just never got around to watching it elsewhere just just because of the the whole Netflix dealio. Um so yeah, I don't really know much about it outside of it looks really really good. It's and pretty. They're making two films about it. Two? Jesus. Okay. I think one's a recap and the other's a sequel cuz the the recap one is supposed to come out in September and then the other one comes out supposedly coming out January next year. I don't I don't know if those are getting pushed back due to what happened to Kyoto Animation or not, but Right. I want to say that that might be the case, but I don't know specifically because it doesn't say on here. Or at least um, I, can find. I don't know. Spoiler alert! I didn't like this. Yeah, that was the that was the surprising thing. <laughs> I watched the whole thing, thinking like maybe it would get better. Mm-hmm. I I didn't like it. Um. So the gist of this this series is that um, there is this girl named Violet Evergarden who is kind of like... She's the name of the series. <laughs> that's the name of the series. <laughs> um, they said the name. Uh, ow! Jesus, Loki. Um, He's like, don't make that joke. <laughs> I don't think he actually meant to. How dare you? So she is basically... She starts out as like this emotionless, like war tool mm-hmm. and is given as a gift from um this one dude he has a name what's his name <laughs> he's voiced by keith silverstein anyway um it's the older brother of gilbert who is the major that just looks like a german <laughs> german name right dietfried 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 i don't know yeah Anyway, um, older brother of Gilbert, and he's like, here, here's this tool of war. Have fun with her. And um, he's like, are, are you are you okay? Hello? Um, so she's like 10 when he first gets her, and he, like, teaches her to speak and write. And also she just, like, blatantly murders people all the time. Um, so that's a thing. Uh, and you see that they're in this... Well, before they do the battle, there is um, this scene in a marketplace where Violet is talking to the major and finds this stone and is like, it's pretty. It's the same color as your eyes. And so he gets it for her. Uh, Then they're in a battle and um, things go bad. Very, very bad. And he, when you see him, he has like an injury in his eye. And also, he's just bleeding profusely. Um, also, both of her arms have been ripped off. And she's just, like, bleeding out of the, like, stumps where her arms should be. And she refuses to leave him, so she starts trying to, like, drag him with her teeth. <laughs> and he finally is like, no, stop. And then, like, he tells her, I love you. And so she survives, um, and they 
they say that he is they couldn't find him but he's presumed dead uh that's that is what she's eventually told they don't tell her until like three or four episodes in because they didn't feel like she could handle it so she gets metal arms that's kind of cool i guess um i almost made a joke but it would be a spoiler for something else uh uh-oh uh so the the army commander that um hung out with the major gilbert uh, takes her in and he is running a postal service now uh he also kind of looks like mp barbicane uh for the record um and originally she was going to like deliver mail for money and this is where you meet the best character in the entire show period his name is benedict and benedict is fabulous Wow, I can't believe um, they got Benedict Cumberbatch for this. Oh, my God. So, Benedict has, like, messy, short, blonde hair, but then he has, like, one piece of hair that hangs dramatically in front of his face. Um, but also, he wears, like, these super rad lace-up pants and high-heeled boots to deliver mail. And I'm like, sure. what, a, what a boss. Um, also, he, like, twists his ankle at one point because of his boots. That, that seems... Like, that's the thing that should happen. Yeah. Um, also, at one point, um, when he's like, hey, this is how you deliver mail. I'm trying to teach you. Also, put on this uniform. She just starts, like, trying to change in front of him. And he, like, gets super red. So, you find out at that point and then another point that, like, Benedict just is is very embarrassed easily. Even though he puts on, like, this facade of, like, I am a tough guy and I do nothing wrong ever. <laughs> Um, so it turns out that she's like really good at that, but that's not what she wants to do. She wants to be like the auto memory doll, which is essentially a profession where these women are supposed to like write the true feelings of what people come and say to them. And then those letters are delivered because a lot of people are illiterate. Okay. Um, and she's like, I want to know what the words I love you mean. That's what the last thing the major said to me. I need to know what that means. Um, And so a lot of what the series is, is just her like first training to be an auto memory doll, like failing miserably, um, not being able to get through the test. And then like eventually one of the friends from the school is talking and Violet like writes a letter based on that and sends it to her brother and, uh, she brings the letter to the teachers, like, look at this. She did it. And so she gets her her little I graduated pin. <laughs> um, and so she's like gradually getting better about writing these letters. And she runs into like some odd characters. Like at some one point she runs into she's like writing a letter for a um I think she's a princess. Pretty sure she's a princess. Yeah. She's a 14-year-old princess. And um, she is supposed to marry this prince who is 10 years older than her. Um, and of course. Yep. So they are supposed to exchange letters um, publicly to declare their love for each other. And Violet um, realizes at one point, she's like, I know the doll who wrote his letter. I want to I go chat with her. And so then... Um, the princess and the prince who is older end up like exchanging letters and um it turns out that like they've 
kind of like liked each other this whole time, which again, creepy because he's 24. Yikes. Um, but anyway, they get together. Yay. The letters worked. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's, there's a neat one where, um, there's a playwright who he wants, um, Violet to like help him write the play. Um, and he is trying to get over the, like, grieving his dead daughter. And um, he basically makes the daughter, like, the the main character of it. And one of her, her big wishes was that she wanted to, like, cross the lake with the parasol. And Violet's like, oh, I can do that. And she almost makes it. She She misses by, like step or two and he's like you're close enough it was fine my daughter would have loved it um also he's like drunk 90 percent of that episode um there's one with cassandra lee morris where um she's a little girl who doesn't understand why her mom's not spending time with her uh and they have like a week that violet's there and she thinks that she's a literal doll like, she's like, you're a doll. Here's my doll. You want to hang out with the doll? And um, it turns out that, like, she was just... Her mom and Violet were writing letters for her birthday for, like, the next 50 years. Since her mom was definitely going to die. Um, the saddest one and the one that I, I really had a hard time watching is there was one with JYB. 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 Um, Jib. Jib. That there is this guy who gets drunk and hires a doll. Um, he is like in this like border area between the civil war that's going on. And he wants to write a letter to this girl that he's been in love with like their childhood friends and lovers and all that jazz and he's like I you know I haven't even got to kiss her or anything but I love her and I want to write to her and so um you see this scene where he is like talking with some of the guys in his like his group of soldiers I don't know what they're called anyway um and they start getting sniped and um at one point, like, his best friend that he's, like, he enlisted with and has been friends with forever uh, is like, do not leave me here. Don't leave me here. Don't let me die alone. And so he starts, like, carrying him off with him. And then dude gets sniped off of Aiden, JYB's character. Like, he is holding him and he's like, gets sniped off of him. So he's like, oh, God, I've got to go. So he starts just like running, super hauling in the snow, starts like trying to climb up this mountain and is like crying the whole time saying like, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. It's really hard. Um, He gets shot. And um, then you see like Violet just like parachuting in and beats the ever loving crap out of these dudes who are about to kill him. It was like mine. Leave him alone. Uh, so she takes him into like a cabin and he starts talking about his feelings and she like acts like she's typing 
and she says that she's memorizing his words but essentially she's like getting down his last thoughts and like is there for him as he dies and like asks like can you hold my hand and it was really tough uh so he dies and then she delivers like his feelings to his parents and his his girlfriend this is a real bummer. Um, but also there's just some weird like political stuff going on. Like there's a train for some reason and like the train, there's bombs. <laughs> also, there's like this generic bad guy who's like, I'm going to kill you. And Violet is like, I don't kill people anymore. I don't know what you're doing. And um, Keith Silverstein's character is like, why don't you kill anybody? It's the only thing you're good at. It's mean. Yeah. Um. And essentially, like, her one thing that drives her is that, like, that that pendant that the Major bought her, like, mm-hmm. the guy takes it at one point. She's like, mine? No, you cannot have that. Um, and then just, like, it's a very weird scene. This entire episode just bothered me in general because, like, the bad guys are there and then they just disappear and there's no consequences whatsoever like they just fall off the train and it's fine um but also there are bombs strapped to the bridge and uh benedict with his uh coming in on the clutch i guess um is able to just like kick one off with his high heels sure um but then like violet goes down there and is like ripping the bomb off with her metal arms but like her metal arms start to fall to pieces and I'm like he can just kick one off with his high heels but your arms are falling apart um so she eventually like gets the bomb off but then like both of her arms fall off and Benedict grabs her so she doesn't fall into the water and die but then like the very next scene she just has arms again I'm like what was the consequence of that why why even have her arms fall off if you're just gonna like have new arms in the next scene like why can't you just have her get the bomb off it doesn't make sense i guess it was just um and the real thing about this entire series that really bothers me and i've probably mentioned this to you is that one again she was 10 when gilbert is given her And he becomes like a father figure to her because he's like teaching her to read and teaching her to talk and trying to show her what emotions are. Um, So by the time the like the final battle happens where she sees him for the last time, she's 14. They clarify she is 14. He's almost 30. And like there's like a romantic overtone to this whole thing i'm like nope nope i was very much out right then i'm like no 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 you are you are 29 years old you were her father figure now there's like romantic parts of this no i don't like it and like i've seen people debate like well you know there are there are i love you's in many different versions i'm like it is made very clear in this series what kind of version he meant. And if you can't figure that out, then you have a problem. 
like it is not even remotely hinted at that this is a like I love you as a father type thing. It's it's weird. Like theoretically, he could literally be her dad. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's gross, and they kind of play a like. Oh, is he alive? Type thing in the last episode, um, but they don't answer it. So, like, it's pretty, and there are like good moments, and there are good characters. But overall, I was just like, I don't like this, and I was just kind of like tired of watching it by the time that I was done with it, because mm-hmm. it just felt like it dragged on forever. Right. Anyway, that's my thoughts on Violet Evergarden. Well, time to go watch the movies. I mean, I don't know. I just, like, the idea that, like, people are like, oh, you know, it's it's not romantic. But, like, he met her when she was 10. Ew. <laughs> Ew. It's gross. I don't like it. <laughs> Also, there are just, like, some side characters that, like, show up a few times and then they'd never matter again. I'm like, why are you here? Why does it matter? So that's kind of annoying. I don't know. I just didn't love it. It was pretty, though. I will give it that. It's true. But then the third one I watched, I really liked. Mm-hmm. And you've watched this one too, so we at least like have some overlap now. It's true. I don't know if I ever finished it. I can't <gasps> remember if I did. What? That's just because I'm weird with shows. Let me see if I did. I don't remember. Uh, you're telling me that you're weird with shows? Yeah. <laughs> it's. You're talking to me, who is very who? weird with shows. Who? Me. Who? Me. Who? Your friend, Al. Who? All right, Al. Hoot, hoot. Um, what were you going to say about this? I didn't finish it. That's upsetting to me. Cause, I like, got through. I got to episode seven, then just didn't finish it. <laughs> what happened in episode seven? I don't know. Hold I just on. never got all the way through it. Oh, that's the so, wiener episode. <laughs> the wiener episode. So, it wasn't like I was like, oh, this is terrible. I think I just... It's just one of the things that kind of just fell by the wayside. Oh, man. You missed... Like, I totally liked it and everything, so... You really missed the best part of this, then. They're, the last two episodes are just phenomenal. Well, maybe I'll have to go back and eventually finish it. You will. Um, so, how do you how do you say her? Kaguya? Kaguya? Kaguya. Kaguya-sama. Love is mm-hmm. War. Yes. Has, has a very odd intro song. It's good. And intro video in general. Like, they just literally have weaponry pointed at each other. Yeah, it's good. Also, there's, like, a dance-off at one point. Yes, it's good. (laughs) Um, So this is... It's based off of what? A manga? manga. Yeah. Okay, so it's based off of a manga. I think it's a four-coma manga as well, so... Or maybe maybe it isn't. I don't remember. But I, I definitely... I read the manga at one point, so... Like, parts of it. So the gist of the whole series is just that, like, the student council president and the vice president are both, like, 
super smart and amazing and everybody thinks that they're just super cool and should be like together and they they definitely have feelings for each other um but they're too proud to admit it (laughs) neither of them wants to admit it because there's this whole like power dynamic of the first person who admits it like loses all the power in the relationship according to the show Mm -hmm. um so they just like keep coming up with like these ridiculous schemes in order to try and like make the other person admit that they were in love with each like it's so weird and i loved it it was really funny um and i told you that it it, it reminds me a bit of like nozaki and like how yeah totally weird misunderstandings that happen Mm -hmm. where like there is a very blatant confession of feelings there but it's like oh yeah i don't know what that is mm-hmm. um so but it, it was cleverly done it was really cute um god they are hard-headed <laughs> they really are they're so 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 hard-headed <laughs> uh. Um, so it basically has like, what is it like three skits in each episode? It's a for yeah. like, the last couple. Like each episode is kind of broken up into like a little subsection, a little seg- like segment, and then um, it's like because usually each episode is not like the full thing. It's kind of like here's broken up into little sub stories and all that sort of stuff. So you get a uh, a little a little bit of everything <laughs> as you uh, go forward. Um. So the first one I think is like pretty indicative of what you're going to get into with the show um, because their um, secretary mm-hmm. of, of the student council is like, hey, I have these movie tickets. You guys should go see this movie. And um, they're like, oh, yeah. He's He says, you know, you could go with me. And then the the secretary is like you know anybody who goes to see this movie i hear that they instantly fall in love <laughs> and then it just becomes like oh no and are, are you inviting me on a date uh, i don't know about that and she's like or you could go see this cute movie about dogs <laughs> um so all of that is happening but then you're also finding out that um Caillou's, like planted the tickets Yes. She, she was the one that gave the tickets in the first place and yes. was trying to initiate this whole thing so that mm-hmm. like the president would invite her to the movies and it's hilarious it's really good um so like that's that's what you're getting into with the show and th- that's a really good introduction to what's about to happen on mm-hmm. it it's just like look at these nerds trying so hard to not confess to each other I also love the part in this episode where, like, he has the box lunch and is like, look at all these things that they made. Like, here's an octopus wiener. And um, the the secretary is just, like, eating them with him. And she's like, what if I wanted what? <laughs> My wife me. It's amazing. Um, there's a good bit in the, in the second episode where they're doing the 20 questions bit. And, like, <laughs> it's just, like, they're asking questions back and forth. And then, like, it just, it's in, like, the 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 uh, the student council office. And then it just slowly turns into, like, the Old West where they're, like, having, like, a standoff. Yep. <laughs> As they keep asking questions to each other. It's so ridiculous. It's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, 
well the 20 questions one is also funny because he realizes that he's like is it me is it me she's talking about is it me <laughs> and then like he he thinks about it a little bit more he's like wait a minute this is a game yeah <laughs> she's trying to make me think that it's me and it turns out that it's a dog he thinks it's, he thinks it's him he he basically eggs himself on to make it so he's not him and then it's just chica's dog yep <laughs> it's really good um let's see there's this one um funny part where they're trying to figure out like oh hey where are we gonna go on vacation for the summer uh, yeah. and um yeah. he's like we're gonna go to the mountains she's like no we're definitely gonna go to the ocean and um then she mentions like you know there are bugs in the mountains he's like all right, cool. We're gonna go to the ocean. I'll just have to get like a swimmy ring because I can't swim. We'll figure it out. And then she like looks at Chica and then realizes she's very, very busty. And she's like, "No, we're going to the mountains. <laughs> we're going to the mountain. They just flip flop." And um, then Chica's like, "We're gonna go to this mountain, which is apparently like a really spooky mountain." <laughs> um, there's also a subplot of um, like this one guy comes and asks for like love advice from the mm -hmm. president. And the president's trying not to, like, let people know that he doesn't have any experience. Yes. And I think they call him, like, a monster virgin at one point in the show, which is hilarious. And, like, there's there's a good just, like, um, basically flip of that as well where, like, the uh, the guy's uh, crush comes and sees uh, Kaguya. Mm -hmm. And she has to give her advice as well. And she's also just, like, completely out of her element. <laughs> Yeah, so originally, like, what happens is the the president's like, so what you do is you have to, like, cabin on her, and then it'll shock her, and she'll say yes. And um, he's like, I call it this technique. She's like, you didn't make that up. Like, that that's an existing thing. Um, so he does that, and, it like, she says yes, and it works. And then later on, when she goes to talk um, to Kaguya, she's like, so how do I break up with my boyfriend? Like, I don't know. I, I don't really know anything about him. And then um, it, it turns into this whole thing of like, what are the positive points about him? Like, does he have a very stern face? And is he very smart and all this? And she's like, none of those are good qualities. What are you talking about? She's like, they are amazing qualities. Thank you very much. Um, but then like the girl realizes like, oh, I actually really do like my boyfriend. I think I won't break up with him. So there's just like this back and forth with these these kids that like they keep getting advice from people who have no idea what they're talking about, mm -hmm. but it turns out to work out for them. <laughs> uh, trying to think. Oh, the cat ear one was pretty good. Um, where like they're trying to get pictures of each other in the cat ears, mm -hmm. and then she gets like. You guys are scary with the cat ears. They're banned forever from the student council room. <laughs> uh, there's one skit where um, I think they're reading like a a magazine. I think it's like a girly magazine, and they're talking about like. Oh, is that the quiz? The love quiz thing? I don't know if it's the love quiz. If it's if it's the same thing, but it eventually gets into like talking about you know. The, the baseball forms of intimacy, you know, first base, second base, third base, all that sort of stuff. Ah, uh, yeah. And it basically becomes Kaguya, like, <laughs> inadvertently talking about, like, how she thinks she knows things. And she's, she's like, I just thought it was kissing. They're like, 
No. no. Oh yeah, because she's like talking, talking about like doing things time. with her cousin. Like yeah, I went to, I did this, I did it, I did it the first time with my cousin. Yeah. And she's like, like yeah. Um. She's like he was an infant. I'm sad that you guys don't have families that are so intimate like this. And then they're like ah. But yeah, that is a different thing you're talking. Like Chica about. has to go up to her and be like, "This is this is what we really mean." And she just like her face just goes all red. She's like, "Ah, that's not what I meant." Um, the uh, the, the umbrella one was really good. Mm-hmm. Where um, they're trying to do the whole like share the umbrella trope. <laughs> yes. Um, but they both pretend that they didn't bring their umbrella. <laughs> Yes. And then they're like, "Oh, you know, let me like look in your bag and let me let me see what you have." And then finally, she goes like, "Here is my umbrella. I have a spare one." They're like, "Oh, <laughs> thanks." <laughs> um, what else do we have that's really funny? Um, oh, we have the Ishigami, the the treasure. He shows up like halfway through and he's hilarious. He just thinks Kagi is going to murder him at any point. Yep. And he, he continues that throughout the whole mm-hmm. series. He just literally thinks that she is going to murder him. Yep. Um oh here's the the psychology test thing was in this episode. So um she like purposefully got the book for the library, knowing that Chica would be into it and memorized all the questions. <laughs> So that she could answer them in ways that, like, it would indicate, like, oh, you know, it'd be a good thing for a wife to be like this. Um, but then Chica's like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch it up a little bit. I'm going to check out this one on the internet. <laughs> yep. And um, Kyrie's like, oh, God, I don't know what the answer is. And um, the, the, the question is something about, like, you, you can imagine, like, flowers. How many flowers do you imagine? Kaguya's like, oh, I have, like, enough for a bouquet. And um, President's like, trucks. Trucks full of flowers. (laughs) And apparently the answer is just like, this is how much you have love for the person you're in love with. I thought it was, like, how how many kids you want. That was a different thing. Was it a different thing? It was, um, like, how many many kittens you would see in the cage was how many kids. And he's like, nine. I remember his being like an exorbitant amount, so Yeah. Yeah, his was like nine kittens and she's like <gasps> But yeah, the the flowers was trucks. He wanted trucks of flowers and that was how much love he had and I think it was considered a loss for him on that one because he admitted that he would have trucks of flowers. Mm-hmm. Um what else do we have? Is the wiener episode? <laughs> the wiener episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, Which is literally just Chica keeps saying wiener and Kaguya could not stop laughing at it. And then Chica's like, I'm going to get him to say it. And like goes through different methods of trying to get the president to say it so that she will just lose her. <laughs> um, and then she's trying to figure out like ways to stop him from saying the word wiener. <laughs> Which is great. Um, <sighs> there's the episode where there are like final exams and Ishigami is about to fail. And Kayu's like, you are not failing. It won't oh, happen. No. Oh, no. <laughs> so she like decides to tutor him, but essentially like 
she tortures him <laughs> and he barely passes but he passes <laughs> um again like he keeps thinking that she's just planning to murder him at any point um oh there's um there's a part where she's trying to get the president to ask um for a ride home because there's a typhoon and it's raining and he's he's one of the things that they repeatedly say is that he's really cheap like he's a cheapskate yes and so he's like oh you know i don't want to pay for a taxi but i have to go to work and it's typhooning out and the trains are shut down <laughs> typhooning she's like, out it's typhooning out and so she's like thinking oh you know he'll have to ask me for a ride and so she's standing out like with an umbrella waiting to see what he'll do and he just like power bikes past her and ends up spraying her with water <laughs> and um she gets sick with a cold and so um the three that are left uh chica and the president and um i burp sorry ishigami play a game in order to like figure out who's gonna go visit her at home because she because like she's so cute and she's sick and nothing like herself and he's like i must go visit her <laughs> Um, Chica cheats, they find out, and so, um, he figures out what her cheating method is, uses it against her, and then wins. Um, also, there's this whole subplot about, like, her maid is her classmate. Yes. And, um, so the maid is there when he goes to visit, and she's like, so yeah, um, no one's gonna be checking on this room for four hours. It's soundproof. But don't do anything. <laughs> um, and then just kind of walks away and shuts the door. And he's like, oh, okay, that was weird. All right. Hi, I have your stuff. Here's your stuff for school. And um, he ends up in bed with her. Like, she pulls him in bed with her. But then, like, he just falls asleep because he's exhausted from studying so much. Um. So then when, like, when she wakes up, she sees him in bed and, like, throws him out, like, launches him, basically. Um, and then, like, they end the episode in this way um, <laughs> that um, the the maid and uh, Kaguya are, like, going through her bed with, like, a black light to see oh if anything god. happened. I was like, oh my god, guys. <laughs> and then they confirm that nothing happened. Um, there's a fight over cake that one's pretty funny um, they had to like at one point figure out like how to get over the whole like weird thing of like yeah you were in my bed everything's fine though it's, it's fine <laughs> sorry my water made a weird noise you're fine buddy <laughs> Um, and so they make plans for fireworks. This is where I was like, this is what I wish you had seen. It's so good. <laughs> um, also Kaguya gets Twitter at one point and she doesn't understand what Twitter is. Uh, but she finds out that the, the president has Twitter. So she gets a Twitter account, but then he has a private account. She's like, <laughs> God. I can't. I can't God. ask him. God. 
Yep, yep. Um, so you find out that like this is kind of a sad ending to the episode. Like Kaguya keeps talking about like how her family never gave her any attention, but it was okay, and she never got to do anything, but it was okay, and she didn't she didn't get to leave her house, but it was okay. And like, it's super, super depressing. And then, um, you know, they've had this whole, like, they want to go see the fireworks. All four of them are going to go to the summer festival together. She's all dressed up. She's ready to go. And then like, he says, you can't go. And like, that's how they end the episode. And it just starts with her just like bawling on the bed because she's so devastated. She doesn't get to go. Um, so then her maid like goes through this intense plot of like how to get her to go see the fireworks. So um, she sends out a tweet. The president sees it and he's like, okay. Um, so he bikes over to her house, has binoculars, looks up, <laughs> notices her eyes are a different color. And he's like, you have a body double. Um, and so she has actually launched herself out the window and gone to a taxi, but then the taxi was stuck in traffic because it was fireworks. So she starts to walk it and she's just like, I have to make it. I have to make it. I want to see the fireworks with everybody. And, um, then like after she finishes walking, gets over there, like she hears the announcement that they're over. Uh, so she's devastated and she goes like to a back alley and just start losing it. And then the president, like, comes around the corner and is like, hey, I knew you'd be here. Come with me. And um, he's like, how, how did you know that I would be here? And he's like, oh, you just have to think with your mind. It's easy to figure it out. <laughs> um, so they're all chatting. And she's like, I just really want to see the fireworks with you guys. That's all I want. And he's like, you want to see the fireworks? You'll see the fireworks. There's this place down the road in a different town they're doing fireworks in an hour or something like that and he's like theirs were delayed because of rain so if we go in this taxi then we can make it and we can see the fireworks together and so he like gets this taxi driver and they're driving on like this intense highway he like pays them extra to like go super fast and um they all get to see the fireworks like from the taxi and um She's like, oh, you know, everybody was looking at the fireworks, but I couldn't stop looking at him and how amazed he was. And it was it was really, really cute. Um, and he ends up spending like $200 on that taxi. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> Which is funny because like they keep reiterating how cheap he is. Um, but then the next part of the episode in the next skit area is just, um, they're super awkward because she's like, you know, he did some really cool stuff and I want to thank him. That was really, really nice. And he's like, oh God, she must think that I'm a loser because I kept saying all these lines and like, they weren't cool at all. I thought they were cool, <laughs> but they weren't cool at all. And so they're both just like overthinking everything. And um, yeah, I want more of this show, but I also just want them to make out. <laughs> it was cute. It was a good show. It, it made me laugh and it was really easy to watch. Mm-hmm. but that last like the last two episodes were definitely amazing but also like fireworks is how nizaki ended too mm-hmm. 
So I'm like, hmm. Um, yeah, I really like that one. You'll have to go back and watch the last half of it because I think you'd really like it. I should. Mm -hmm. Um, so now for your big news, huh? Yeah, we're going to talk about Chica's uh, rap ending that she has in the series at that one episode. Oh, right. She does have a rap. It's real good. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being sniffed. It was really, really good. She's a really good character. Mm -hmm. Like at first I was like, oh man, she's going to be like a ditzy character. And nope, she's amazing. Super, super funny. Uh, there's also a live action film of this coming out in early September in Japan. So we're going to have to add that to the list. We'll have to add that to the list of uh, live action things we need to watch at some point. Yep. Um, so that, that, should, that should be fun. Do you have a bald spot? No, I. You, why are you talking to... Don't talk about my hair. No, Max has a bald spot. <laughs> you just shaved him. Of course he does. It's not where I shaved him. Uh-oh. He's just got like a weird piece of he, hair. I mean, like, he is elder. He, he is... He's not elder. He is senior. There's a difference. Is there? Yeah, he's going to be nine years old this year. Nine years old. Nine years old. <laughs> anyway, your news is not that Max will be nine. Max and Loki will both turn nine in the next couple months, guys. Gosh. I know. Old fellow. Oh, that's big purr. <laughs> he had to make himself known. He's like, yes, hello. That is, that is the truth. <laughs> I will be nine. Please send me gifts. <laughs> I accept catnip and catnip and, and wet cardboard. food. Cardboard, wet food. Um, jingle also, jangles. He doesn't really like jingle jangles, but he does like... Um, he does them a lot. He does do jingle jangles. He likes stuffed toys and cardboard. Chili peppers. Yeah. The Not the more, actual food, but the, like, the, 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 uh, the toy. The catnip stuffed chili peppers. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What a segue. Yep. Well, he had to get his thoughts out. He did. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. Um. So, hello, hi, welcome. I'm going to talk about some anime. Yep. <laughs> the anime grab bag. It is. Uh, The anime I watched had like six times the episodes that yours did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably like, way more. I don't even think, even if we added all of mine together, it would come anywhere near... So, like, obviously, we can't go episode by episode for yours. God, no. We'd be here until, like, 7 a.m. tomorrow. But, hey, if you guys want that. Um, that's that's out there, actually. <laughs> that's out there. Y'all did a thing. That is a thing. Uh, so, for work, we, at the end of last year, we were kind of talking about, like, doing, like, some sort of rewatch. And the, the first thing we wanted to do was, like, a big Shonen series. And... Basically, the uh, the first series we decided upon was Naruto. Naruto. Which is a series I had never seen before. I'm still shocked that I had seen more episodes of this than you had before well, like, this started. Naruto kind of became a thing, at least here in America. Like, way after the fact that, like, I was watching anime. Because, like, the, the first time that Naruto aired in America was in late 2005. Okay. And by that point, I was out of the game. And see, that's, like, like, when I was getting into the game. Right. Like, I knew of it, obviously, because, like, you 
you can't, you can't not know of it. You can't be in like the subcultures that we're in and not be aware of it at least. Right. But I it was just one of those things I had never seen. And obviously like you know, it's if you combine this along with the Shippuden, uh that's like seven hundred and twenty episodes. <laughs> Yeah, so. so it definitely doesn't fall under my I like short anime. <laughs> no. Uh, so yeah, we, we decided upon Naruto to watch and basically starting I think in January is when we began this. Uh, we would watch seven episodes a week and we would talk about them. Uh, we would do kind of a and a format for each each article and that's how we basically watched it all the way up until this week, which is the final week of the uh, Crunchyroll Naruto rewatch. Wow. Uh, we've, we've got through all 220 episodes. And yes, of course, that means all of the filler. <laughs> Which was a sticking point of like, if we're going to watch this, we have to watch all of the filler. And yeah, that was the that was the thing. But, you know, as like... Watching this show for the first time, I think, is interesting because... Um, I really get why like it's kind of become such like a cultural touchstone in the shonen genre. Like, why it's so big mm-hmm. like it makes a whole lot of sense like you know the at least the parts where they are adapting the manga like the uh, the action scenes are really good the storytelling is is you know it's it's good there are definitely issues with it um especially you know it's like a late 90s early 2000s type form of media so you know some of the uh depictions of the uh, the the girl characters are not great and they're like gay panic stuff too um and also just like a like basically sexual assault yeah yeah that's true yeah um so yeah like of course like you know the the series kind of goes through the 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 trials and tribulations of naruto obviously uh he forms up a they, they form up like teams with all the the younger uh ninjas who are going through their training so he gets teamed up with uh sakura and sasuke of course you know they are titular characters for the series mm-hmm. um the first like bits of this series are like naruto like having this big crush on sakura but she just like wants nothing to do with him and wants to wants to be with sasuke and sasuke wants nothing to do with her it's this big big whole triangle but Whoops. yeah um so that you see like how they they go through their their training and everything how naruto is kind of like not the best out of the three sasuke is like this kind of untapped genius when it comes to everything uh sakura is kind of like in between where like she has good points of like where she can uh focus on but there's other parts where she's not as good as the other two um and basically it's like you know their whole entire arc you see them from their beginnings as trainees all the way up to the end when you know the big naruto sasuke split happens which is a big old big old hubbub um, and it's it's a wild wild ride throughout. Um, I think some of like the key moments are like the the Chunin exam arc, which is like it it brings forth a lot of like the the side characters in together, and you get to see kind of like who they are, what they do, and like how they fight and everything. Because like one part within the Chunin exams is like it just turns into like a tournament arc because it's a shonen show, so of course it does that. Um, so you get to see like all these different uh, characters fight each other. Um, and it brings in some like some of like the uh, the villain characters get uh, featured in here. Like there is a character whose name is whose name is uh, Oro Shimaru. Um He's like a snake. He turns into a snake. A snake. 
It's Nick. He brings in uh, Yawn from Resident Evil at one point. <laughs> I forgot that you mentioned Yawn in this. I did. I made sure to mention like just the dumbest things at points when we were doing the rewatch. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mentioned Yawn. I mentioned a Code Realize at one point. You did. Because <laughs> yeah, of course I'm gonna do that. Yep. Um. So yeah, like that's a whole whole thing. Um. You get like a bunch of like the side characters are really fleshed out here. Uh, one of the like the best fights in the series comes up in this arc, which is a uh, good boy, best boy, Rock Lee going up against Gara, and like just it's it's literally like the animation team was like, we are saving up all of our skills for this episode in particular because the fight animation is just phenomenal. Like it's the best, it's it's one of the best in the, of the entire like run. Like it's that good, um, which is interesting because like one of the few things I knew from Naruto was like this fight in particular because there's a scene where like um rock league basically is like you know he looks very like non-imposing specifically because he can't even use like ninjutsu or anything like that all of his stuff is like taijutsu which is just like fighting techniques essentially um and gara is like this dude who basically is like initially he's set up as like a villain where he's just like cold heartless and he uses sand as his technique and basically like we'll just wrap Pocket people up in sand, sand. Not pocket sand. Uh, he has like a big bear, like a big jar of sand on his back, and he uses sand to basically just like suffocate people and murder them. God. Yeah, he's he is not messing around. So like these two have a fight, and like like I said, Lee is basically just like unimposing, and they kind of like have like a little bit of a fight at first, and then like they back off, and Lee's like, "All right, I'm gonna get serious now," and basically he takes off like his like ankle weights. Holds them out and drops them, and they like the the ground up, up, like below him just explodes because they were so heavy. <laughs> Whoa! And it's just it's very very good. Like that's a very iconic gift from the OG series in particular. Um, and then basically, like once you go from there, like there's just a bunch of um, a bunch of intrigue of how like um, how does the Leaf Village handle Orochimaru basically trying to like infiltrate them and take everything over and murder the uh the third hokage who's the, the the leader of the village and everything um so there's a lot of intrigue in that and then basically he also wants to like steal sasuke because he knows that sasuke has like all this potential power or anything and during the shooting exams he basically injects him by basically biting his neck and puts a curse mark on him which basically can like uh enhance his powers but like if he uses it too much, it could, it would basically just like eat his body alive. So Orochimaru wants to like take Sasuke and like basically like teach him how to like use that to his, to his advantage. But also he wants to, he wants to use Sasuke as like a new body and take his body and all that sort of stuff. Cause that's, that's basically how he lives. Cause he's like, he's into a bunch of like, um, what's the, the way they describe it? Um, It's basically like illegal jitsu. Not it's not illegal, but it's like kind of like frowned upon. It's like you're this is the kind of stuff you're not supposed to be doing like like casually raising the dead, stuff like that. Usually so like, frowned upon. Yeah, usually frowned upon. So he like he gets into a lot of that and all a lot of sort of stuff. Um So and he was like a former he basically studied under the third Hokage and then basically split from him cuz he was doing all this like real shady <laughs> And then they basically just ousted him from the village and all that sort of stuff. So all that sort of stuff happens. 
uh, and that's basically kind of the through line through the basically this the original series is like trying to make sure he doesn't get his way and, and get Sasuke. Um, as the series basically kind of winds down, Sasuke kind of like gets frustrated because he sees Naruto like training with like these uh, higher up ninjas. He's he's basically becoming more powerful day by day through his training and everything. And Sasuke basically doesn't think he's he's getting like the same amount of uh, progression in his power. Also, Sasuke's brother came back at one point, and Sasuke's brother murdered his parents and like, his whole village. And basically, like, um, if you've ever see, saw the, the Sasuke getting choked meme, this is where yes. this is from. Um, his brother basically just, like, beats the shit out of him, chokes him, and is just like, you're not even worthy of me fighting you. Like, you are you are a piece of shit. Like, you are just worthless. So, like, that basically enters into his mindset as well, because, like, uh, throughout the entire series, Sasuke basically mentions that, like, he's trying to become more powerful to enact revenge, and his revenge is, like, he wants to murder his brother. Mm. Um... So once that happens, it, is, it turns Sasuke into like the spiral, into a spiraling, uh, uh, puts him in a bad place per se. Let's say <laughs> spiraling bad place. Spiraling bad place. So like he he has that happen, and he sees Naruto getting more strong and powerful and all this sort of stuff. So like he's just becoming like rooted with jealousy and everything, and he's trying to. He basically wants to find the the quickest way to become more powerful, and then he he realizes that if he wants to do that, he has to go find Orochimaru, and train with him essentially because that's his quick that's his quick way to becoming more powerful um so basically he kind of goes off and does that on his own he basically just leaves the village um like in the middle of the night um like the naruto sasuke and sakura's teacher basically like he talks to him he's like you shouldn't do any of this like you know you realize like all this is like in your head like you're just kind of you're making all this worse on yourself and all this sort of stuff but he still leaves anyways. Uh, Sakura tries to like stop him at the when he's leaving, and he's basically just like, "I gotta go." <laughs> um, so like the end of like the actual like manga run is like is the is an arc called the, the Sasuke Retrieval Arc, where basically all of the the Leaf Ninja come together and basically try and retake him back mm-hmm. from Orochimaru's group. Uh, things don't really go well. A lot of people get real messed up. Um, you get to see though a lot of a lot of characters get like their own time to shine that they maybe haven't in the series prior. Um, you see like a lot of new techniques and everything like that. And a lot of big fights that end up going real bad. Um, they eventually get helped out by uh, the sand village, which was uh, Gara's trio. So like his trio makes, makes this like baby face turn after being like super villains early on, which is real interesting and real fun. Um, you also get to see Rockley have a, a new a new technique which is if he gets real drunk he just he just does drunken kung fu nice it's real it's real goofy um but basically all this leads up into the the big sasuke naruto fight at the end um which is which is definitely well worth it and well worth the wait um because it's like just full-blown they go all out with the animation um there's transformations between the two and everything uh it's it is bombastic in the way you would want that kind of fight to be um, and basically it ends with Sasuke and Naruto basically beating just the ever-loving crap out of each other, uh, and there's basically no winner, but Sasuke is able to get away, and Naruto has to go back and just realizes that he was unable to save his friend in all this, and just, like, disheartened and everything, um, and then basically at the end, 
end of this arc they basically they set up like the how the manga has like left off where it's like um there's one of the uh the higher ranking ninja his name is jiraiya um and he's like i'm gonna go i'm gonna train you naruto we're gonna train for three years and then once this uh terrorist group comes back we will come back and you will be ready to to take them on so that's how the manga ends and then the anime goes on for 80 more episodes Oh my god. <laughs> That's where the, all the filler gets in, comes uh, in. Yeah. No, thank you. So like there is definitely like a steep drop off once you get into the filler. Like a lot of it is just like it, it makes it, it makes sense because like you can't have the same like level of writing that you have with the the manga adaptation stuff and especially because you're basically putting all of these main characters into a holding pattern until you are ready to begin adapting the manga again. So, like, you know none of them are going to have anything bad happen to them. None of them are going to be in any danger to where, like, they could die or anything. Because you can't do that, obviously. You can't kill them off in the the filler. Yeah, that'd be weird. So, like, it's just this weird thing where it takes a lot of, like, the drama out of it. It takes a lot of, like, the, the intensity out of it. Um, and I think that's kind of, like, one of the biggest bummers about it is just, like you're kind of just watching and it's just like, Oh, here comes these new no name characters that are never going to be seen again. or just going to come in. One of them will probably die or something. They'll, they'll mean something to Naruto clearly. <laughs> and then we're on to the next one. Um, I mean, there's some fun stuff in there. Like there is actually some, there's a, there's a few arcs that are actually pretty good. Um, but they are few and far between like, um, because that's just the way it is. Like, there's there's some goofy stuff as well. Some of the goofy stuff is bad, just because a lot of the comedy in this series can. It's just not great. Um, but it is what it is. Like, it is it's filler, of course. Like, you're just gonna have to suffer through it if you decide to to watch through it. Like, if you if you were me and you were like, or you were me at the beginning of this year, and you're like, man, I haven't watched Naruto. Should I Should I watch through all of OG Naruto? And like, yes, but you shouldn't. You don't need to watch the filler. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you really wanted to seek that stuff out, like, there are probably a few arcs here and there that actually give, like, good backstory to some, to certain other characters that, like, they don't get in the uh, the, the previous episodes and everything, and it's actually pretty, pretty good. Um, but a lot of it is just bland, and it, it's basically a, a scale of bland to just outright bad. Um, and I think, like, there's a lot... Of, there's basically... As we were getting closer to the end, there was a lot of times where I was just like... <laughs> I was just checked out of episodes because they were just so... Nothing was happening. None of these characters were interesting. And nothing nothing was going to happen. It was, here's some new characters. They're going to show up. They'll be here for three or four episodes. They will leave. We will never talk about them again. And we'll move on to the next set of characters that are going to be pretty much the same thing. Um, and also, I think it was also um, kind of bad as well, where there were certain arcs where they were basically just rehashes of arcs they had already done. Like, of they had already done in, like, the, the manga adaptation episodes and had done better and were doing again. And you're just like, man, whew. like, I get you think this idea is pretty good, but, like, you've done this already and you did it way better also, you get you get around to episode two hundred, and they do a recap episode. <laughs> oh God! And it's like, here's the top five ninja battles, and like the list is terrible, legit terrible. Like I was watching, I was like, dude, what the f is this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, I never had to do that much filler when I watched like Inuyasha. Right. 
But God, that that's that's a mess. Like the only thing that like this feels similar to, like I'm sure like other big shonen uh series have kind of gone through, you know, their big filler arcs. But I don't know if it was like as intense as this is, considering this is, you know, you get 135 episodes in, that's the manga cutoff, and then you have 80 more just straight filler episodes to go. Um, but uh, the original Full Metal Alchemist run is kind of similar in that aspect, where it's like you get halfway through and then it just goes off the rails. Which yeah, like, okay, I get that. I can see that. Which in that case, like they even they basically go in their own direction. It's not just like, hey, we're doing filler just to put this in a holding pattern until we're ready to start adapting everything again or the rest right. of the manga. They just go off in their own direction and go with their own story. Which you make know, it wild. Yes, they do. That uh, if if you've never seen OG Full Metal Alchemist, <laughs> Oof. or how it basically wraps up, like I think. I don't think you necessarily need to go all the way through all of that filler and everything, but like, check out those last couple of episodes, specifically that last episode, to see where they basically put the series, how they end it. It's something else. It it's not what you would ever expect. No, we'll put it that way. <laughs> it's yeah, it's wild. But uh, yeah, we've we two hundred twenty episodes of Naruto done in eight months. <laughs> I mean, I'm proud months. of you, but also like that's terrifying. <sighs> it was a lot. Like it's it is weird though. Like like we had we finished it up and we had like three episodes this week, so like it was obviously much shorter. And now I'm just like looking at it because like I don't think we're doing anything next week, so it's like what do I do with my nights now? Like usually it was just, like Sunday watch an episode of Naruto, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe Thursday watch episodes of Naruto, <sighs> and now I'm just like what what am I doing? But obviously like. Um, finish watching Love is War now it, yeah <laughs> it's gonna be weird not having Naruto in my life for a little bit you're gonna have like separation anxiety for Naruto it's true I'm gonna want to eat all the ramen and tell everyone to believe it believe it Data bio. oh my god but yeah, Naruto. That's a that is a thing. I cannot believe it's it's also kind of bad though, because like it's it, or I guess it's scary to think that like we got through two hundred twenty episodes, but when we get to ship it in, mm-hmm. that's not even gonna be halfway. Mm-mm. <laughs> Which Good is luck. just like, ooh boy. Good um, luck. Yeah, but at least then then it'll be mostly back to manga stuff. I'm sure there's gonna be filler in there, but I'm I'm I am excited to get back to like good naruto writing because it's been a while (laughs) it's been a long while (laughs) but yeah that's the naruto we're gonna naruto run oh my god the government knows about naruto running if the the government knows about that that is something that we can say in the year of 2019 yep we could all go home now it's it's a mess it's all over yep Anyways, yeah, that's Naruto. That's that's our anime. Anime grab bag. Anime grab bag. We talked a lot about anime today. Watch some anime. We watched a lot of anime. So, I'm watching uh, a new anime right now, and I have like a super duper crush on the teacher. Yes, because I I told you to watch this anime after you were, you did not like Violet Evergarden. I was like, hey, you should watch this Kyoto animation series. Yeah. So we will probably discuss that at some point because I read the I read the novel of it, the one novel they put out in, in English, and then uh-huh. didn't put out any other ones. <laughs> a big bummer i just i saw this dude 
when we watched something else, I was like, oh, he's he's a good looking guy. And then like he showed up again when I started the series. I'm like, I'm in love with you. <laughs> you're animated and you're fictional, but like, boy, howdy, are you pretty? You got like floofy hair and you're a soft boy and you're wearing a cardigan. Like, <sighs> amazing. I just want to like kiss his face. <laughs> Watch him turn out to be like a super butthead, though. Like I, <laughs> like I know you said that he's he, he gets called some things in the book, but uh, the big swerve. He's just a big old jerk. God, I'd be so upset. So yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that at some point once you're all the way through. Yeah. Um, but that's gonna do it for for this episode. We talked about Anohana, Violent Evergarden, Kaguya-sama Love Is War, and Boruto's dad. <laughs> so yeah that's uh that's gonna do it for this episode but if you'd like more from us go to seasonallymecheckup.com or sac.cool it's where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like the seasonal checkup and jared and Al watch you can also find columns and reviews on the site as well if you'd like more from anladium go to anladium.com she's got columns and reviews and you can follow us on twitter twitter.com slash anime checkup and support us on patreon patreon.com slash s-a-c-o-v-a Next time we have, I think, kind of an idea of what we're doing. But also, again, it depends on it depends on your weird schedule you've got coming up. So we'll figure it out when we have to when we get to that point. But in my defense, it's not my fault. No, it is not. It's just you have a weird schedule coming up, and it's it is going to make things uh, a little bit more complicated in in terms of us recording. But we also just we'll figure out what we're going to talk about when it when we when it gets to there. Yep. So there you go. We'll uh, we'll have something uh, next week. <laughs>